can God really be the CEO of our business? Do business and God even really go together? Well, if you are trying to clarify your calling, and if you are wanting to use your voice to fulfill the great commission of getting God's word out there, well then today, friends, you are in the right place. We are talking to an amazing business coach who's going to help you get there. Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own, you will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way, and there's God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done. And he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from his word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Finding Faith Above. All right, Steph, so I cannot tell you how pumped I am to have you on my podcast today because in truth, this podcast would not even exist if it was not for you. So I am so happy to have you here today. Thank you for coming. You are so welcome. I'm so excited to jam with you today, Shelby. Awesome. So you are a remarkable businesswoman, a huge follower of Jesus, and everybody can hear that on your show, the Steph Gash show, where you just really just bring Jesus into everything. And it is awesome, but you're also an awesome businesswoman at the same time. Uh, But before we get into that, because I really do want to go more into how people can use their story to share, you know, God with the world as you have done. But before we get into that, I wanted to just break it down a little bit. Because so many of our ladies who are listening today are coming from a place where maybe they didn't grow up with church. They didn't grow up with Jesus. They didn't grow up with all that. And now they're kind of coming to a place where they're wanting to build that relationship as opposed to religion. And so I'm just curious. I want to just like get deep. Like, have you always been in the church? Has Jesus always been a part of your life? Tell us a little bit more. Ooh, good intro, Shelby. I love this. So not necessarily, I grew up, you know, believing in Jesus because my mom did, but we didn't really go to church. We kind of went on Easter's or Christmases and, you know, my dad wouldn't go with us. So we would just make it a once in a while thing. And he grew up Catholic, lots of church hurt there. So that was not, he was not interested in, um, in relationship or, or church at all. So did that definitely like light prayer, you know, my whole childhood and that kind of stuff. And I remember, um, going to an Easter service, you know, Calvary chapel, cause we both live in Albuquerque and we went to an Easter service there and it was in this huge stadium and I was nine years old and I was sitting in the high up high with my mom. And I remember something happening to me during the altar call, they did the whole service and they did an altar call. And like, I could feel now I can describe that as obviously Holy spirit conviction of like daughter, come on, come forward. And I looked at my mom. I was like, I'm supposed to go down there. 
Can you imagine Shelby? Like my poor mother. I'm sure she was so excited, but sitting there in front of like whatever, 20,000 people. And she's like, let's go. And so I walked all the way down to the front of the Calvary humongous Easter service outside in front of everyone and gave my life to Christ at nine. And then we went and got baptized after that point. She and I both did that. And then we kind of went back to, to normal life again, you know, it wasn't like too much in the church or anything of that nature. Um, I had an interesting childhood as far. So that was that. And, you know, I know that I have been saved since nine, but I didn't really obviously have a relationship with Christ yet because I didn't really know what that meant. But what's interesting is as a child, I had a, I had a lot of experience actually with spiritual warfare. So from the age of five till about 10, no eight before we moved. Um, I mean, I had the crazy vivid dreams. I, I literally saw like little demons in the house and like super creepy things. I had recurring dreams of like fire and my mom disappearing. And like, this was a nightly thing that would happen to me. And my parents just thought I was crazy. They put, they put me into therapy and, um, I didn't realize or know, or, or was equipped that it was a spiritual thing that was going on. Now, every hindsight's 2020, I have such clear vision of like exactly what that was. And it was interesting that that was almost the exact timing of when I was saved. And so interesting of how that battle goes down, even in childhood for your, for your soul. So that all happened. My parents ended up getting divorced and we moved to Albuquerque. And at that point, the uh, warfare stopped as, as far as like the attacks on me at night and went on, went into middle school and high school, totally lost my way absolutely lost my way was chasing recognition in all the wrong places and partying constantly all the way through college. I was definitely a lost soul, still a believer. You believe in Jesus? Yep. Let's go party. Right. And so that was my life all the way until, you know, mid, mid to late twenties really. And then I got engaged and my husband's a believer praise God. And so we started going back to church, you know, you get married, you got to settle down. So we started going back to getting into church and, um, and we started trying a few different churches and I ended up at the church I'm at now after, right after we had had our first son. And I remember being like, I'm like, I'm missing something. Right. And all this like long, very long story short, really what kind of shook me was I went through a lot of business identity issues. Cause I was a full-time network marketer, had a ton of success. So the partying led to then, oh, this feels really great recognition, but like it's not sustainable. So now let me search for recognition and validation through my work, success, money, achievement. And I got all those things. I was a top network marketer, hit the top 1% of the company, but I, I mean, I was still so lost. You know, I was, I was having these anxiety attacks. I was still drinking a lot, those kind of things. And my business kind of crumbled from underneath me. In 2016, I, you know, I was pregnant with our second little guy and we'd been going to church. So that had been kind of opening a door there, but the business identity, it just shook me because I didn't know who I was anymore without the success, without the money that was coming in. And so at that point, um, I remember like a vivid conversation. It was a moment in time. And I remember a conversation with God of like, this isn't working anymore. Me trying to force my way forward and force my worthiness through work or all these things I've been searching for, like there, something's missing. I'm like, I'm coming home basically. And full out breakdown year in 2016. I remember trying everything to make money, making t-shirts on Amazon merch, trying to be a blogger. Like I have a newborn, I'm 60 pounds overweight. Like my life is kind of in shambles at that point. And I'm like, some, you know, something's wrong. So at 
that, that year, that moment, I remember being in church one day specifically, and I had already started like feeling that tug again, but it was during worship. And I just remember for the first time, like full out raising my arms in surrender, like this is it. And I just felt like the washing, like complete, like coming down, like Holy spirit baptism in that moment, just like tears streaming down my face. Like, this is it. I'm done. Like I'm yours. I'm sold. It's like, I'm sold out to you. And that was the day that I was like, here it is. And so, so that's when I full out release chase relationship with Christ at like a whole nother level. Shelby, I started actively sitting with him every morning. I started praying. I started seeking. I started journaling to him. I started praying for the right mentors to come into my life because there was nothing left for me to do. Like I had tried it all on my own in my own strength and it kept leaving me broken. And very quickly he was like already there. Right. He had always been there waiting for that invitation. Mm -hmm. So he stepped straight in with me and I spent that year on myself, really got into a gym that I couldn't afford, started working on my health. He started kind of cleaning out certain relationships and friendships in my life that needed to, to go. He started bringing me really amazing people. Um, he strengthened my faith, like just so quickly. And I real, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I've been missing this whole time. So with him, as I grew in relationship with God, he kept showing me the next right step. He kept showing me how to start in the business space again, but this time with a God-centered focus, he started showing me how to become successful, but not for myself, for his kingdom. He started showing me how to be a different kind of mom and a different kind of wife and all those pieces. And so he was there kind of helping me. And that brings me to today, which is like, you know, what he's done with my business is insane. I can't even put words to it. I feel like I'm an outsider, just like watching what he's doing. Like we have, um, inches from a million download podcasts now, um, very successful. We have a team of people that work with my, my company. And I can't believe that I get to help women get clear on their calling so they can start an online business or a ministry using podcasting. And I get to work from home in my companies and be present with my family and still spend time with God. It's like, look what you like, look what he has for you. You know, like he's had this beautiful gift for you of a life that we just push against it. Cause we think we have to own it or we have to control it or, or our life has to look a certain way. So that's the long story condensed ish for you of how I got here. I love it. I love it. You know what I love too, is that when you listen to the stories of people who have found like truly found that relationship with God and how many of us have kind of gone through the motions. And it, for me, your, your story sounds so familiar in so many ways, because I started going to church after I had my son. That's, that's when I, I could feel his soul in my belly and it was like, okay, there is a God. I need to figure this out. I need to kind of get myself together. So started kind of going through the motions, but wasn't actually at a place where I was like receiving that relationship and, and, actually walking with Jesus. And it was again, my kids with my daughter who did an altar call and never even told me at youth group, by the way, oh <laughs> I was like, that's a huge thing. And she tells me like six months later, Oh yeah, I did that. After I'm like crying at an altar call at my own church. Oh my gosh. I like, hey, mom, no I already did that. Good for you. Right. I'm like, Oh my goodness. In any case though, how our kids can kind of bring us to that moment. But that moment for me, you know, it was like two o'clock in the morning when I'm on my knees and, and I'm like, God, I need your help. But that, that same, that washing over me. And then my entire life changed. Yep. It was like from that moment on living for God. 
And that doesn't mean that things get easier. I think that's where a lot of times people think that all of a sudden you're going to have all these blessings, but that's not really how it works. You know, it's building that relationship with him and, and getting to that place where you're able to, um, rely on him regardless of what life looks like. And I know that it, for you, I've, I mean, I'm a huge fan of yours. So I've listened to everything. I've gone through all your courses. I've done all your things. And so I've listened to, you know, you go through some of your struggles too, that it wasn't just a simple, easy road, but that you followed him the whole time. And I think that's beautiful and it's awesome. So thank you for sharing all of that. You're so welcome, Shelby. (laughs) All right. So one of the big things that we like to do with finding faith above is really just help women to be able to promote after you found that faith, how do you go out there and share the good news? Because I'm on fire for the Lord. I want to share his good news with everybody, but how do you go about doing that? And I do feel like, you know, God spoke this little thing in my ear, uh, to start a podcast, to be able to share what, you know, my story and where I had come from, but, uh, I know that you help so many other women to do that too. And you have a very different way of going about this because the world tries to tell us we need to do this through social media and through, you know, really putting yourself out there in so many ways that feel very, um, not natural, I guess you could say, uh, tell us more about that. Yeah. I love this so much. So I think obviously we are all called, right. And we all have a calling. And for me, that calling that you have is kind of this beautiful culmination of like your spiritual giftings, your vocational giftings, your strengths, your experiences that you walked through. And that call God usually puts on your life is a, in a specific niche, you do a thing right now. What is our purpose always to glorify God through the calling and to glorify him through everything that we do say the way we interact with people, et cetera. So what I help people do is like really figure out what does that calling look like? And is it meant to become a business or a ministry where you use it in the world to then do what glorify God. And that's through income for some people. It's through impact for other people. It's through both for some. And this can look so different Shelby, because I want to give some people some permission right now. You know, some people's calling is to be a homeschool mom and that's your call. And your call is to then you know, be this beacon of light into your kids, create kingdom kids. And that's what you're, you're doing, you know? And then some people, it looks like Shelby starting a podcast and she's talking to women and she helps them, you know, do their, their websites and help them with all of this beautiful stuff that Shelby does. And specifically, literally talking about the word of God. And some people are ministry or pastoring. Um, some people are in the business space like me. Like I really have a heart for Christian entrepreneurship. And that's what my call is, is to help people with blah, blah, blah. So that's what that might look like. Now, when I set out to, I felt that I'm like, I feel this Lord. Like, I know I'm supposed to do something in the business space. I love business. It's like just something that lights my heart on fire. I could talk about it all day long. But I looked to the world as far as how do I actually make that happen? How do I help people? How do I grow an audience? How do I, how do I reach people? So of course, everybody says social media. So I went into social media, started doing live video, grew an Instagram account to 40,000 people at the expense of everything, because you have to live there, you know, to get it to work. And, you know, it's, it was just so exhausting. And what it ended up doing, Shelby, well, it worked for a while, I thought, I would get all these likes and I would get all these views, but nothing was converting, right? Nobody was knocking on the door for coaching or, you know, wanting to work with me. And I'm like, I'm missing something here, Lord. And I now I'm addicted. I found myself 
addicted to my phone. I was constantly on Instagram. There were days I had like 20, 30 stories. And I'm like, I felt like I was capitalizing on my kids. Like, oh, the kids are doing something cute. Grab it for Instagram. And it kept like feeling so disruptive to my spirit. And I now call that, um, discernment alarms where we're Holy spirits. Like, Hey, you know, Hey, I'm knocking like, this is not right. But I kept pushing it away. Like, no, 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 this is how you're supposed to grow. Anyway, I remember like really getting into my prayer around, like, how am I supposed to grow this thing? Lord? Like it's not working. I've tried blogging and this social media is draining the life out of me and I'm sick of it. And in October of 2018, I had a dream and it was extremely vivid. And I saw in like bright, like really clear words, start a podcast. I didn't even listen to podcasts at this time. Really. I had heard a couple like true. And I'm like, a podcast weird. So I woke up and you know, I'm an action taker. One thing about Steph is like, sometimes it's horse before the car, you know, like car before the, whatever, like I'm, I'm like action, the Lord said. So I plugged in a mic. It was a $20 Amazon mic that I had in a drawer and I clicked record and I just started talking. So please go laugh at episode one of the Stephanie Gas show. It was called the mompreneur mastermind show back then because I'd come from a network marketing space. So that's where I started, which is also cool. Like start where you are and know that God's going to clean all the pieces up to get you where you need to go. Anyway, I started a podcast and that allowed me Shelby over the next year and a half. Cause I had some hard work to do. I ended up laying down social media completely. I do not use Instagram personally at all anymore. Um, it's been a year and our business is still thriving. I do not personally, um, Facebook's never been a really issue for me, but I, I don't personally go and post on feeds or scour Facebook groups anymore. Like I'm free. I'm completely free from social media. And I, I can't tell you the last time I, I log into Instagram, maybe twice a year to make sure like my team is answering my DMS. <laughs> Like that's really, and it's like so much freedom. So what that taught me, I wanted to share that story with you all is that you don't have to, if you feel called to, to start a business, to use your voice for impact, whether it's a ministry or for, or for profit and not, there's no wrong answer there. Right. Um, you can do it God's way. And so what I learned is like, God had spoke to me a different way to grow an audience, a different way to reach more ears, to reach more hearts. And it was through podcasting. So Um, that was so amazing for me because social media marketing, what I've come to discover about social media marketing is that it's one-to-one. So you're constantly like, Hey, person who liked this thing and you had to go like all their stuff or person who DM'd me, start a whole conversation. Like there's no way you can't become addicted to social. If you're constantly there reason two is there's a 24 hour turnaround. Your content dies in 24 hours versus a podcast. Your content is evergreen forever. So like Shelby may put out a podcast that is a heavy hitter on some topic. Well, two years later, people are still finding that episode because of the way that I've taught her to title and create that keyword marketing and all those pieces. And then the third thing is it's an algorithm game. You know, if you're not on there 24 seven, Instagram just shoves you to the bottom. Why? They want to perpetuate your usage. Our likes went from 750 on average per post. I now get 20 ish because I'm not personally there on the stories, like hammering every day. And all we do is post a pod. We just say, here's the new episode of the week. Bye. And I have an intern on our team doing that. And I don't really care because Instagram's not the way you grow a business anymore. So it was just like so much freedom in that. Yeah. 
And that's huge. And I think it's so counterculture to where we are in this day and age. I mean, it really is just so much. Um, and you think about it too. A big part of what we talk about on Find Faith Above too is that feeling of enoughness and that uh, <laughs> a big shocker that you'll never be enough without no. God. That's something that is like such a, uh, but I do feel like social media tries to lie and tries to tell you that though, that you are enough because you got all these likes. Yep. You are enough because you, you put yourself out there a million times today. And uh, from a personal development standpoint, along with God, that does not work. <laughs> it doesn't oh. work for, for actually feeding our soul and for um, doing the things that he's asked us to do in this world. So you have gone about this in a very different way of just saying, no, I'm not going to buy into that anymore. Can I, on that point, yeah. Shelby, yeah. you know, the, so, but, but it's working stuff. I have all these likes, I have all that stuff. Right. But the thing is, so that's just instant gratification. Those are little vanity pings that, that they literally hit, um, centers in your brain to go like, Oh, it's a feel good. It's a, it's just like a drug. It is a drug. It is an actual drug. Right. Which is why, even though I'm free from social media, I still touch my phone too many times a day. Right. I still go into my inbox to see refresh and you're doing it subconsciously. Last night, my boys were using my phone to draw something. They had, I kept putting my hand there and I'm like, okay, I got an issue again. And it's okay. I want you to know, like, there is no condemnation on this because hi, I think probably 99.9% .9 of people have an issue here. So it's like, how do we break up with it again? And I just, Oh, got a problem again. I'm going to go ahead and go through a phone detox. I'm going to practice losing my phone for a couple hours a day. Again, I'm going to go on a weekend cleanse of my phone. And you know, it's been an evolution to get where you can even do that. But starting with like, how do I get rid of my phone? How do I just delete the apps every weekend? That was my first step. Delete the apps every weekend. The next step was delete the apps for a month. The next step was like, I'm never going back to the apps. And now it's like, I practice losing my phone in general, which my husband, I'm like, has anybody seen my phone? I'm like, I lost it. I'm all pumped. They're like, oh, for the love, you lost your phone again. But anyways, so back to like, what we're actually talking about here, the social media, it gives you the, the feel goods because, oh, it's, but the problem is, is that even though it feels good to your flesh, it feeds the flesh, which we know, you know, when we're, we're led by the flesh is death led by the spirit is life. So okay. just right there. But, um, as we, as we lean into that, you have to look at, like, look at the numbers inside your business or your ministry, right? Are, are you actually seeing the leads grow and be captured in an email list? Are you actually seeing the, the conversion rate grow for your sales, your coaching business, or whatever it is you market a, a devotional or whatnot, because I wasn't. So all of those likes were because people are on this platform for instant gratification as well. They're not converting over. So you have this lie going on that like you have to chase likes or views, but the problem is they don't convert because there's no trust. There's no longevity and there's no authenticity in the way that content is created versus. So let all that go. And I literally let it die and I tested it. I'm like, is this going to work? Is my business going to crumble? What happened was people couldn't find me on social. So I began using podcasting as the net to bring in new leads. Well, when someone listens to an episode, like you guys are listening right now, you're like, well, she's kind of cool. I hope you think that <laughs> she's kind of funny, maybe kind of weird. She's kind of like kind of my jam. So you're <laughs> like, what is it about this girl? You may come listen to my podcast, right? From being on Shelby's or vice versa. You guys may be like, 
I listen to Shelby's thing. I love her. It creates immediate trust when you hear someone's voice and you spend 15 minutes with someone versus 20 seconds. So actually what's crazy is like my podcast started converting at this insane rate versus what social media had ever done. And I was, I was saving, here's the craziest thing. I was saving 15 hours a week, friends, 15 hours by letting go of all the socials and just marketing on Pinterest, um, on my podcast and seeing the growth immediately seeing the revenue explode. So it was so counterintuitive. And that was, I believe the enemy's lie over my life of like, if I keep her distracted, thinking she's going to grow her business this way, she won't actually discover the way or listen to the way that God had told her to go grow this business. God's favor was all over that obedience to lay down social media. So I'm I'm putting all that out here now for whoever needs to hear this. Like there's obedience and you feel the Holy Spirit alarm right now. You feel this. Like, I think there's a different way I'm supposed to show up for my ministry or my business. Lean into it because God's got, he, it's not that it's going to be easy. There will be you know, we're constantly being tested so we can grow, right. We can be refined by the fire, but believing in it, in the process, trusting in it. You know, I was terrified when I let it all go. I was wondering if God was, you know, what was he going to do with this thing? But his promises are always real because he's good all the time. So just trust in his timing for everything, but be obedient to those tugs that you're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think this is an interesting way that you look at this too, which I was so drawn to uh, wanting to work with you when I very first heard you is because I was like, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I started my first business when I was like 13 years old. But here is this woman who is actually doing it partnership with God. And I think sometimes people feel like that's just so opposite that you can't have God and business in the same place. And, uh, you know, this is more of a ministry. It's not so much a business. You know, I have finding, um, that my website, you know, faith above websites and you have your podcasting coaching and all of that, that, that works with that, that does bring income in. But on the other hand though, it's what the whole purpose is behind it and having God as your CEO, as you talk about, which I just love. I love that. Yeah. It's, you know, I think as we, as we find God again, for so many of us, you know, like there's very few people who are like, I've just been with the Lord since I was three. I never, you know, deviated. I know a couple of them, but not very many because we have to go create a testimony. Let's get real. So we come back to the Lord and it's like, we're baby Christians and we're on fire for God. And we're on fire for God in this area of our life or this area of our life. And we've created these segmentations of where God's allowed because, oh no, that's too human for you, Lord. You know, like I got some ugly thoughts. So we keep our thoughts private or we keep our marriage. We're like, oh, I got to control that, Lord. I don't think you can put your hand on that piece yet. And business is, it's oddly one of the things that people hold on to and grasp so tightly. And it's like the last thing that they surrender. And for me, I'm like, you guys, God's waiting to be working in every single area of your life. Like even the the moment where I wanted to lose weight and get healthy, it was like, Lord, would you help me in, in this area? Why are we separating every desire that we have from God. Cause hi, like he's got a way for you in all these, in all these areas, every single area, like in your marriage, got a weird thing going on. Ask the Lord. I can telling you, he's got an answer. And so, um, with your business, when I finally did this and I said, Lord, you're the CEO, the way I envision this Shelby and this visual will help you. Everyone listening is like, and even if it's not a business and you're not making money, I hope you're treating your ministry like a business, right? Because your job is to reach more people. 
of whether you make money or not. And I'm the Lord's going to pour his favor out on you doing that. Like he's going to make sure that you're taken care of. Cause I've just, I know that to be true. And also if you are in business, I believe we shouldn't be afraid of making money, right? If your heart's in the right place, why wouldn't you want to make income that can impact God's kingdom, right? It takes money to make big change. Look around at, the, at where money's going and who money's coming from. What if it was God's money being applied towards incredible stuff and you were able to tie that at way larger capacity than you ever have been, or you had something on your heart, like different missions projects or helping children in this area, your kid's school or whatever those things are, even just in your family, the blessing of being able to go take a trip and have that rest together, right? Like that's, in my opinion, like that's great. I think money as anything can be used for evil and can be used for good. So decide whose side you're on and surrender it. So the cool part though, about the being, letting God be the CEO is I imagine God's at the, at the top of my business. He's in his office. He's in his corner office, all God-like got the, you know, the sunbeams flowing out and I'm like, Ooh, I have an idea or, Oh man, I, um, I want to do this thing. You know, I had this opportunity and I climb up the steps and I go to his big corner office and I'm like, ding, 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 ding. And he's like, come in CEO of growth. And I come into his office and I'm like, Lord, what do you think about this opportunity? And we sit at the table together and we draw it out. And he asks me questions about if it's really right for the company. And he says, what does the Bible say, Steph? And I go, okay, okay, hold on. Let me dig into that. And then, and then I end up feeling so convicted that he's put his stamp of Lord CEO approval on that decision before I ever go act. And so it's become a practice of mine to, to like, envision that, you know, anytime I have a big decision before I hire someone, before we bring on an intern, before I put out something into the world, I constantly am checking myself. Like, did I knock on his door and make sure that he has blessed this decision? Think about that as you guys head into the world, because not only that, but sometimes I go, I go in to this meeting with God and this can literally look like a meeting with God. You can sit down with the Lord and have a piece of paper and like brainstorm it out, open scripture, see what he has to say to you. Listen, get quiet, hear him. Because sometimes he's like, actually, I hate that idea, but how about this? And I'm like, Oh snap. Sometimes I have meetings with him. Like I'm in the shower because there's no noise, you know, like there's, you're finally quiet and like a download will come in and I'm like, Oh, that was a great idea. Lord, you know, get those shower sticky notes. If I have any tips for anybody, cause like there'd be downloads happening when you stop thinking, Anyway, so that what is what it means to me to have God as a CEO. And, and I truly treat it that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the shower for my talks with God. It's one of the best places, right? <laughs> it's so funny how Seriously. so many people say this too. I mean, but it really is the truth. It's like you have to, you have to focus on just being, just being with God. So I love it. Totally. All right. So if you guys are wanting to start a podcast, if you feel called to do this, and I've talked about this before on the show, but faith above websites slash resources is where you can go. Uh, you can find, I have a whole little section there that is all the Steph gas school and clarify your calling and how to start a podcast is just all right there. And, uh, that is the place to go to move forward with that. Also, if you guys are wanting to listen to Steph Gas, the Steph Gas show is the place to go. She's amazing. And uh, she really will fire you up in so many different ways because she not only talks about business, but she does talk about God a lot. And it's great. So before I let you go, though, uh, I always ask everyone who's on here. And um, I think it's just so important because stories mean things and, and hearing where other people come from. And thank you so much for sharing, you know, where you came from with your faith journey. But if you were to give advice to someone who is struggling 
in their faith journey right now. They are just coming to Christ and they're trying to walk the walk and trying to figure out where to go. What advice would you give them? My advice would be start practicing active conversational prayer with God immediately. One of the things I think I thought prayer had to be was this once a th- once a day situation that was so, you know, like professional or something like, and what I've discovered is like, I can cry into the dishes and talk to the Lord, you know, like I can tell him, like, I was just triggered by that thing. God, why am I so human? Do you mind stepping in right now? Cause I am sick of myself. And so like, I practice this, like now what's happened is it's become like a, it's become a response. It's become a, like an immediate thought that I have anytime something's happening in my life where the world creeps in, I am immediately like, Lord, hello. I know you're standing here. Let's go. Like, I'm going to need some help. But that, it took me a really long time to realize that he was available for that and that that was okay. And to practice and make that a part of my life. And I think the sooner you can get there, the better, because um, he wants to help you in every minute, every single minute. And then the second bonus piece tip I have is get in the word. Don't let it be intimidating. I was so intimidated by scripture. I was like, I got to get the new King James and the Torah and like start in Genesis. And it's too much to bear. Like you don't know anything yet. And so get a Bible. You can understand NLT is great. NIV is great. Okay. Start in the new Testament, pick one scripture and ask the Lord to show you some truth in that one scripture. Don't I tried to tackle the Bible in a year. You probably did too, Shelby. I was like, I'm going to buy the one-year Bible and print all the checklists. And it was like, I, I kept failing. And so then I quit reading. So mm-hmm. for me now, it's like, just tell me, I would even open a page and put my finger down and be like, let me just sit with this sentence. Start where you can. And even if it's five minutes a day, because he has wisdom and knowledge in there and the word is God. So you want to get to know him. Just look straight to his word and don't be afraid. Get the Bible tabs to help you find your way around and don't be embarrassed to ask questions. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much for coming today. You're so welcome. I have been so excited for this interview. And so I really do appreciate you coming on and uh, just talking to all of our listeners because you just have such beautiful wisdom to share with everybody. So thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks everyone. I do hope that Stephanie's words today just really moved you and allowed you to see how awesome it is to be able to bring God into every aspect of our lives, even into our businesses, even into all the little nooks and crannies of our everyday life and everything that we are doing and just how beautiful that can be when we're able to do that. And again, if you are wanting to start a podcast or if you're wanting to clarify your calling and uh, you just loved what Steph had to say today, you can go to faith above websites slash resources, and you are going to find all the good stuff on there that I use to put this podcast together including all the links to Stephanie's uh, great programs that she offers. And I'd really love for you guys to be able to get the word out also about Jesus and however you're going to do that and be able to work with Steph. So, all right. Thanks guys. I know this was a little bit of a departure today from some of our normal deep theology talks, but I do totally believe that stories can change people and we want to keep God in every aspect of our life. So I really do hope that this one really was a great one for you. All right. Talk to you soon.